Welcome to the Dr. Wayne Dyer Radio Podcast. Discover the wisdom and remarkable insights of Dr. Dyer, world-renowned spiritual teacher and foremost authority on how the power of your mind creates your world. So how, how have you been? We have our time change we're all going through today. All of our heads are a little yeah. bit addled here in the States. Do you know the two states that don't make, don't change? I do. <laughs> I do. Hawaii, right? Hawaii? Hawaii. Arizona. The other oh, you're too smart. I, need a, I, <laughs> I try. I need someone I can be smarter than on the show. I'm sorry. <laughs> I stole okay. your thunder. Well, you'll steal That's it for right. the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a great, great workshop here last week in, in Maui, and we're going to do it again next year. We've already got the date set. Um, those of you who'd like to get registered and uh, come over and spend a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday all on the practicing living at the highest levels of consciousness and uh, finding the courage to really change the kinds of thinking that have uh, held you back for your entire lifetime. It was a magnificent. We had over 500 people, and next year I think we're going to even ask for, have a, a larger room. It was a, just a wonder. Everybody absolutely just loved it. It was a very, very, it was one of the high points of my life, truly. Um, and truly, major, it's major such a beautiful location. Taking place. It and, is. It's yeah. just it's on the it's almost the like the, the landscape, the nature reflects the, the right. inner work. I Every year, the travel industry uh, rates the top uh, five, the five, top ten beaches or five beaches, and Kanapali Beach, where I live on Maui, is uh, always in the top one, two, or three uh, mm -hmm. beaches in the world. It's a magnificent place. I still have a, so. a nice memory of traveling to Hawaii when my daughter was a baby. And, of course, not, you know, babies, they don't adjust very well to time changes. So every morning at 4 a.m., we were walking this beautiful oh, yeah. <laughs> beach in on Maui. I don't believe it's the same one, but it was a beautiful beach nonetheless. And just, they're all beautiful here. Yeah, yeah, just the thought of being able to wake up in the morning, walking the beach, then going to a workshop for the day. It sounds just delightful. Yeah. So check it out on the website. I don't know if it's on there yet, but it'll be on very soon. Yeah, and by we'll the way, that's um, for those of you listening. Of course, that's drwaynedyer.com. Drwaynedyer.com. Dr. Dyer, what do you think? Do you want to go to our call now? I'm ready. Just get I'm right ready. going with Let's this program today. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, how about then we go to line five? We have Raquel from Miami, Florida, another beautiful place in the world. Raquel, welcome to the show. You're on air with Dr. Wayne Dyer. I just cannot believe this. Hi, Dr. Wayne Dyer. Hi, Raquel. How are you? Oh, I'm shocked. Um, oh, my goodness. I I am sick today. I, I took the day out of work because I have a terrible cold. But I've been trying to get through so many times before that I say something good has to come out of this. So I'm here waiting for 4 o'clock in Miami, waiting to listen to the show. And uh, uh -huh. I don't want to take a lot of the time because I know the callers are trying to call. And I don't have any specific question for you, but I just want uh, the wisdom of your thoughts and your beauty. Um, my life completely changed a year ago when I was 38 years old and I delivered a premature baby. Uh -huh. And uh, since then, I developed some medical problems. I had seizures and I was very ill, and I am a neurologist uh, who practices in Florida, and I am an epilepsy expert. Uh, and uh, the fact of having seizures affected me my entire life, and, um, and not only that, the capacity of taking care of other people. So just to make a long story you know, short, um, at the beginning I was not able to practice well because I was being very affected by taking care of ill people. Later on, I grew through the process of, you know, meditations, 
meditation mm-hmm. of the japa, which I've done for a year, excuse me, for six years. And most recently with the Tao to change, change your thought, change your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but the question I have for you, I mean, is if I have one, is number one, it seems that I am, I'm ill, you know, every month or every certain period of time, I develop some type of illness, you call it, you know, I have very chronic headaches and I have other kind of pains and aches. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought maybe that was a manifestation of me not being able to be a physician any longer. And next year I'm going to reach 40. And I know you, you've spoken before about the afternoon of your life. Mm-hmm. And just maybe thinking, is this what it is? Maybe I cannot be a physician any longer and I have to pa- to find a different path in my life. Would you like However, to continue? Would you like to continue being a physician? I think I have a very strong passion about being a physician. I always want to be one since I was five years old. Mm-hmm. But I think the pain and the illness and reality of uh, the suffering in others is affecting me despite the fact of not trying to be affected. You know, when I go to right. work, I say, you know, I'm an instrument of healing. I come here to do the best I can, you know, Lord. I am going to be, you know, professional and human. I'm going to try to reconnect it with source. And I practice that every single minute in my life. I mean, during the morning until the night when I drive my car, when I'm talking with patients. But it seems that despite doing that, I come home and I have gastritis or I have excessive fatigue um, you know, I'm shaking it because I'm extremely excited about talking to you. Okay, and, let me just stop because I want to I want to respond to that. Especially, where did you do your uh, medical training? I went to Harvard. I Harvard? I yes, I I wrote you a couple of letters in the past. I went to yeah. uh, Beth Israel Deaconos Medical Center. I remember. I did my, <laughs> I did my my training there, and my mother died, and just took off. And I moved to the States since there, and I was kind of like, you know, a powerful woman, if you want to phrase it that name. And now I mm-hmm. feel like I'm not the same person I used to be before. How is your baby? Oh, my goodness. She's a role model. She's strong and healthy, and she's she's a happy baby. I mean, she's just okay. amazing. It's amazing beauty. Okay, Raquel, let me, let me just try to address this, because... Uh, what you're saying is, saying is is very re- very relevant to a lot of people listening as well, especially when it comes to this whole illness model. Um, you're you're a medical doctor who went to Harvard, who um, who was trained on a uh, on an illness model, and that illness model is what doctors do and what physicians, what the medical community does, is they find illness and um, they're look they're constantly in 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 the search of illness, and so there's this. <laughs> This sort of like cellular, almost like a cellular memory that, that you get from all of this kind of training, which, uh, puts the, your attention, your energy, your thinking is on, is on illness. Even if you're trying all of the things that you talk about, all you do all day long and all of the ways that you uh, practice meditating and, and so on. But, uh, but you were, you were really sort of Im- imprinted or indoctrinated on this illness model. And it's, uh, it's, it's become a part of your cellular memory. And, and when you start to make that shift, when you start to make the shift, not so much that you practice, uh, you know, new ways of, uh, of meditating and, and trying to keep yourself positive and so on, but when you begin to see yourself, like really see yourself as this divine creation who came from a place of well-being, who has at your core, you know, the very core of who you are, 
is wellness and 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 well-being and and this is probably what you want to practice as as a uh, as a neurologist as a, but you're constantly searching for the things that are wrong especially in the field that you're in in neurology and especially the fact that you are a neurologist and you are also experiencing seizures uh, you know, yes. as 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 a part of your life, and I sus I suspect that most of these seizures are etiology unknown, aren't they? It's not. Yeah, yeah. I don't have them anymore. I had them only when I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. uh, thank God I'm healthy in that regard. And they, they, they were idiopathic, though, right? They they couldn't they, find any. Yes, they couldn't find anything. Um, right. But since since I I developed that anxiety after my baby being in the intensive mm -hmm. care unit for six weeks. Uh, I noticed that my anxiety, my anxiety is triggered much more easier by any little circumstances, and especially my job. So let me right. ask you a quick thing. Uh, I've been meditating, trying to find another way to practice my capacity of, you know, healing others because I have right. that connection. I don't, I, I just can't get to to the core of the person when I'm in front of them. And right. But you know what it is, Raquel? You have... You have to get to the core of your, you have to get to your own core first. Okay. You have to, the, the way that healing takes place is uh, physicians, particularly for physicians and any of us who are in the healing professions or in the helping professions, the way that healing takes place is that, uh, you have, you heal yourself and you send them that, that healed energy out to other people. And, you know, as I've always said, psychotherapy is for better or for worse. So is the practice of medicine is for better or for worse. If you are a person, who is uh, operating on a much lower level than the patients that you are uh, 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 treating, you're, you're going to find yourself slipping back into those categories of, of uh, having seizures or having struggles or having anxiousness and so on. If, on the other hand, you can go within and see yourself as this divine, perfect creation and, and really work at what it is you're trying to teach your patients to do, which is to find the, the, the strength within themselves, because every doctor in this world knows that they don't do the healing, that the body is the hero, that all of this uh, healing that is taking place is something that is done by God. It's not something that any of us have, the, have even the right to claim that we're doing. So that within you, and I would suggest, as because we don't have a whole lot of time, Raquel, I would suggest I to you that you that you get into a, um, a more of a holistic practice in your own life uh, about I, how you are dealing with your own self. That is, do you do do you, are you in the kind of optimum shape that you would like to be in? Do you exercise on a regular yes. basis? Do you do yoga, which would be yes. so incredibly good for you? And I do ac ac acupuncture as well. But the last thing I was going to tell you is that. After wishing to be in, into the academia, I finally was offered a position to be an associate professor at the University of Miami. Ah. And I'm a little afraid about taking the job because I'm not sure if I am the person that I used to be before, you know what I'm saying? You are the person, Raquel. And, the, you know, that's the exact kind of thing that I was going to suggest that you do. You might want to get out of that whole illness place, that whole place with where you are in hospital settings. I mean... You know, in the Tao, they teach people that you you shouldn't even go into a hospital, that if you go into a hospital and you even go to visit somebody in a hospital, you should come back, and the first thing that you should do is take a bath, and then you should take a shower, and you should cleanse yourself of, of, of all of the kinds of illness mentality, and not just the mentality, but the you know all of the bacteria and so on that are in places, of because hospitals are places of, of non-health, a university setting where you are going to be able to teach and, and offer people not only an opportunity about how to diagnose diseases, 
in the in neuro in the in, in the neurological pathways, but yeah. but you can help to set their neurological pathways and get them on. That's the exact thing that you need. You're totally qualified for it. I would accept the job. I wouldn't even hesitate for it. You will be you'll be doing exactly what you're supposed to do, and you will be in the process of healing yourself. So do that. Take that job. I'm, I don't very often tell people what to do, but I'm <laughs> suggesting to you, say yes. Say yes to that. Change the but place see, where you are. I, I will see a lot of sick people because I'm going to teach the residents. You know, I'm going to be the doctor on, in charge. Uh -huh. so Perfect. That's a little risky part. There's no risk anyway. there at all, my dear. You are the qualified one. You're, you're a graduate of Harvard. You're a brilliant woman. And the only thing that you got going for you is that you believe more in illness than you do in wellness. As soon as you understand that within yourself and begin to practice it by doing what I just suggested, you're going to find yourself, uh, you're going to find yourself, you know, healed of, of all of that kind of stuff. I, I love and you so much. Thank you for everything. Thank you, you are my Raquel. Pastor. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Appreciate God bless your you. call, Raquel. Namaste. Fascinating, isn't it, how a neurologist mm. would start experiencing seizures during a period of high stress in her own life. It really shows you how we embody what we are very focused on. Very often people who, cancer specialists, very often find themselves, uh, you know, uh, having the same kinds of things that they're training other people not to have. It's uh, it's it's almost like an overwhelming uh, energy that begins to infuse you. You begin to just not only see so much of the disease and so on, you begin to believe that it is something that you can't do anything about. And then that belief becomes something that you're associated with all the time. And before you know it, the very thing that you're most terrified of begins to become a part of your life as well. You have to really guard against that uh, that mm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, whew. yeah, <laughs> that was a good start, Raquel. Thank you, my dear. I hope you take that job at the University of Miami. I have a, I have a, a daughter that goes there and a son that goes there. So, uh, I'll send them over to you. Yeah. All right, Doctor. Okay. Well, we're almost going I'll to a break. Would you like to just greet our next caller and then we sure, can hold like them, that. hold mm -hmm. them over? Yeah. Why don't we go to line mm -hmm. two? Um, I believe it's Uli from Brooklyn, New York. Uli, welcome to the show today. Wow, thank you very much. Can you hear me? Yes, hear you very yeah. well. Hey, Dr. Dyer. Um, thank you Hi. for taking my call. Um, First of all, what kind of a name is Uli? Uli is a, is a short for, for a German name, Ulrich. Uh, a year ago, would have been calling would have been calling from Berlin, Germany. Ah, well, welcome. Thank you. You, don't, you sound like uh, you're, you're fluent in, in this English language as well. Yes, yes. I have dual citizenship. I grew up in a bilingual uh -huh. school. Um, okay. I just wanted to say, um, I know you get this all the time, but... Um, your your teachings, especially on, on losing the ego, have been have been working more than than any other magic for me. And oh, that's wonderful! I'm very very grateful. Um, my that's question, so my question mm -hmm. is about um, uh, it's about love. Interestingly, I, I started listening to you right when I was in in the midst of a deep deep depression uh, from a relationship that ended. Okay. Um, so I, what happened, Julie? All right, so I didn't mean to mislead you with the breakup and the depression thing because I wanted to say listening to you and, and many other things and getting entrenched in meditation has helped me, um, I guess you can say, alchemize uh, the whole situation. Um, mm -hmm. I'm I, I'm just bringing it up because now I finally got through to you and um, starting this near in New York really made me deal with all of my shadows and now I think I have the worst one in the world facing me. Um, and or my worst shadow that I that I feared the most, and that was, or not feared. I guess I had never considered it. I'm uh, I'm with my girlfriend uh, in a relationship right now, and um, she's a 
a beautiful woman. I I was the one who, who vigorously pursued her. Um, I'm still physically attracted to her and, and emotionally as well. But um, she's uh, how do I say? There were there were times when when I've I've looked at other women and I thought, wow, like what would I be doing if I wasn't in a relationship right now? And mm-hmm. I thought, wow, these are these are thoughts that I usually never had because I had a love that was, you know, completely, how should I say, I guess more absolute. Mm-hmm. And um, so so that has definitely been, how should I say, shaking out the foundations of our relationship. And I, I couldn't hold it within me anymore. And I finally told her about it. And uh, she's had her heart broken just as deeply and just as often as I have in the past. Um, and things are amazingly complicated because I find the more, so she's given me a month now to finally decide whether we're going to be together and I really want her more than anybody else or whether we're going to go separate ways. Mm -hmm. And this is for the first time in my life, a person who completely loves me for who I am deeply and, and I feel it. And, um, and so I guess I want to be as concise as I can. The question is, I'm, I'm, uh, it's hard for me to decide whether I'm in denial of the fact that I need to, I need to move on and, or break off this relationship, or do I, do I just have so many self-doubts that I don't trust that I'm really in love with this person? And it's a unique position for me because I'm, I'm not, I guess, a vanilla person or somebody who's wishy-washy or ambiguous. I was mm-hmm. always seen as, yeah, slightly the bipolar Romeo always in love and right. at the mercy of other people. Well, you know, it, it, Uli, it just it seems to, and I hear this so much. There's, there's so, so much controversy and and struggle and difficulty that people have in relationships over this uh, concept of exclusivity. You know that um, if if I'm in love with you and if I really care about you and this is you know this is where I feel and this is where my heart is and I do love you and I and I you know and I w- want to be with you and all of these kind of things. But there's something inside of me that is looking over here at, uh, you know, at this other person and I find that other person attractive or I wonder what it would be like to be with them. And then we just take that onto this huge psychodrama that we create. And I mean, you guys have got a major psychodrama going on. And I use the word psychodrama very, very deliberately. It's psycho. You know, right. this whole, this, this, it's this whole idea of I'm going to give you a month to decide and it's like I'm going to hand you this ultimatum. And you either you make the decision now, and then the decision that you're going to make now is going to be for the rest of your life, and you're going to be absolutely guaranteeing me now because of the decision that you've made that 20 years from now you're not going to even have even turn your head and look in the other direction or whatever. And all of that stuff is just a total, complete impossibility. Filling ourselves with thoughts that aren't true, and none of us could possibly even uh, begin to live up to anyway. You know, and instead of just saying. You know, we, we love each other, we care about each other, we want to be in each other's arms, we, we, we want to be with each other, and, uh, and, and that's enough. And, and that, you know, if, if, but what, what you seem to be doing and what she is doing, it's like both of you are coming from this place of self-doubt. And, uh, you know, that's like you, you're going to doom the relationship before you even get started with it. You know, it's just like Robert Frost had that wonderful line in, in his poetry, we love the things we love for what they are. Well, part of what she loves about you is, you know, that, you know, your commitment, your love and all of that, but also 
the fact that you can you can look out beyond your who you are and where you are at this particular time in your life and see something that uh, and you can question whether or not that you know being in another relationship and what it would look like my goodness that's that's the stuff that novels are made out of and that creative people you know are constantly doing all the time they're they're wondering and they're pondering i mean do you ever wonder what it might be like to to be uh you know on an you know living in another country or speaking another language or living right. in another dimension and all of that stuff that your your incredibly creative mind is capable of producing all over the place you turn that creative mind of yours into into some kind of a uh, a flaw and it's not a flaw at all and then you bring it into your relationships and and you're constantly looking for what's wrong and what can you know what instead of like looking at this other person and saying what's right about what's what's right about it and and you both go back through all of the stuff that you know the trouble and the difficulties that you have in other relationships and the stuff that you've been hurt right. And and you get and you you know it's like listen to Abraham you know you get what you think about whether you want it or not if you're constantly thinking about the hurts and the pains and what somebody else did and what's going to work and you got you know but why not put your attention on how beautiful this woman is and how much you love being with her and how terrific she is get her some flowers give her a book put your arms around her make love to her take her to a nice restaurant and say you know what this is the only thing I can guarantee you that in this moment right now I am totally madly in love with you. That's it. That's all any of us get. And that ought to be enough, you know. And if your first and primary relationship isn't to her, but is to God, and is to living a God-realized life, and I mean that not in a religious context, but in the sense of my source and who I am, you know, I'm coming from a place of divinity and well-being and kindness and goodness, and that's what I have to offer you. And I see you offering that to me. I don't want any more from you. I don't want any guarantees. I don't want to be told that... You know, I'm going to be there, and no, you're never going to hurt me in the rest of your life. The Tao, you know, is like right. the constant, but the world of the 10,000 things is constantly in a cycle. And you can just get a guarantee from her that she's never going to do that, and she's never going to disappoint you. And then you turn around, and she disappoints the shit out of the hell out of you <laughs> in that second. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you're going to you're going to do it the same way as well. Be be kinder to yourself. Be right. be Doctor, easier I, on yourself. I com I completely resonate with that. And and if it were the other way around, I would I think it would be easier for me to surrender and say, um, mm -hmm. the moment is is all we have. But yeah. Um, at the end of the day, the truth is that, that she has been hurt a lot, and she's, I don't want to say in a more vulnerable position, she's a lot older than I am. And mm -hmm. she's been, she's at a crucial point in her life where she's wanting to settle down, she wants kids. Um, and Get married and, and have to get married? and Yeah, eventually, of course, get married and, mm -hmm. and have somebody stable. And the mm -hmm. fact that she's chosen me, you know, she's gone, taken a leap of faith, and mm -hmm. and I... It's not something. It sounds like you've got some commitment phobia there, Uli. Here, you know, just like you know. And again, it's: Do you love this woman? Do you adore her company? Do you, you know, can you guarantee that you're going to feel this way the rest of your life? I wouldn't even talk about that with her if I were you. I would just tell her how you feel about her and and how how you vigorously pursued her and how you love her and you care for her and. Yes, of course. I, I guess, Doctor Darren, my question is: How do I know whether I'm in denial of alternate feelings, perhaps for somebody else? Or whether I'm having issues of self-doubt and not trusting my intuition enough to to continue this relationship. Mm. 
You'll never know the answer to that. You don't get answers like that. There's no, there's no guarantees of any of that. There's going to be, you know, anything that you do, you're going to, you know, the, the more you do it and the better you get at it and the more you love yourself, the less doubt you'll have about, you know, what, and the less you'll judge yourself and, 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 and be putting yourself down. And, and you can still love this person very, very much and still look out there and wonder what it would be like to be someplace else. That is just called being human. And that's just very, very normal, you know, and, uh, uh, if you're looking for an absolute, you know, guarantee that this is going to work and that you don't have any doubt and no, that all not, of this I'm is... No, I'm not looking for, for security, Dr. Dyer. No. I guess I'm just no. looking for authenticity. And, yeah. And, and my love, you know, the love I used to have for other people used to be completely, you know, completely out there, were completely fearless and no doubt and never even mm. considering anybody else. And Yeah, but see, th- this is this is all around romance, see? And, you know, I would suggest to you that you, you know, when you start to really fall in love with yourself, I mean, like, really have this this divine feeling of being connected to God and being a source, you're going to start finding the kind of love that you're feeling for her. You're going to find that in the cashier at the grocery store. I mean, you're just, you're going to find that with the flight attendant that, or, or the person that's sitting next to you. And so you're going to find that everywhere because all you have, it's like in the, in the Tao, it says a person of Tao, you know, is kind to the kind and kind to the unkind. Because kindness is his nature. Love is your nature. And you're going to be able to give that love. And it's not going to come from self-doubt or that, you sh- you know, that you're rejecting one person and loving somebody else. Your love is going to be so whole and so complete, so oneness. So that- that's the kind of love that God offers all of us. Complete and total, unconditional love for everything and everyone that's out there. For nature, for the person, for anybody that shows up. That kind of love. And it's not... it's. It's just not in your nature to just say, I'll only love you and no one else. You may only make love to that person. You may only want, but your love is going to grow and grow and grow. And don't doubt yourself because you have that. Be be proud of yourself that you're getting more and more God-realized as a person. Okay. That's my advice. I don't know if that helps. No, no, it, it has helped to see mm. to see it not as, as uh, you know, um, a disadvantage. Yeah, it's not at all what you're feeling. What you're feeling and the feeling that you you're just you're starting to awaken like a, like a flower blossoming inside of you and it's just it is it's exploding this this kindness this love this all of the and you saw it in her you yeah, saw it in her because you're the I, one who's I don't want to hurt this person I so do not want to hurt this person you can't hurt her with love you can't hurt her as long as you know that you're coming from love you won't uh, you won't hurt her at all okay okay all right thank you very much thanks God bless you thank you God bless you. yeah. Oh, my goodness, Uli. I hope he can get that straightened out. To find out more about Dr. Wayne Dyer or any other Hay House author, please visit hayhouse.com. Thank you for listening.